Welcome to the Dinner Party Download. This is your icebreaker. It's more of a true story than a joke, but the very first reading that I gave in San Francisco, this woman came up to me and she said, you know, I had a really effed up family. And I was like, oh, really? <laughs> she was like, yeah, I could write a book about it. I was like, oh, you should. And then she said, well, I'm not really a writer. I don't have a book in me, but I've got other ways of dealing with it. And I was like, what do you do? And she's like, I'm a dentist. I'm Brendan Francis Noonan, and from American Public Media, this, well, is sort of the dinner party download. First of all, my co-host Rico Galliano, gone missing. I received some enigmatic Facebook messages from him from Italy, talk about pancetta and, and what have you, but that's the last I've heard from him. Rico, if you're listening, please come back. I, I didn't mean that stuff I said about Pittsburgh. Another reason this isn't a normal episode of our show? Well, that's because, as we told you two weeks ago, we're taking a few weeks off from our regular programming to experiment with new show segments and ideas that can be used in an upcoming hour-long version of the Dinner Party Download. That's right, the DPD is growing up. We're old enough to shave and realize how sad, you know, it all really is. So yeah, we're experimenting with how to make an hour-long version of our show, and we wanted to include you, the listeners, in the process. So for the past couple of weeks, we've been playing you mock-ups of different segments that might appear in our show, and we've been asking you for feedback. And man, you gave it. Got lots of stuff. This from uh, Belinda Cron from Washington. I like the idea of an hour-long program. I would have liked this week's podcast better if I did not feel like I had been to that party somewhere before. Next time, don't regurgitate the whole hour. Couldn't you at least find a new joke? Blinda, thanks for listening, and uh, thanks for listening so much that you recognize some of those segments. As we mentioned last week, we put that pilot together earlier in the year while producing um, our weekly show, so we didn't really have a whole lot of time to book fresh guests. Sorry about that. But to make it up to you, I included the joke-slash-story that was at the top of the show this week. It came from Justin Torres. He's the author of the new book, We the Animals, which has been getting a lot of buzz for good reason. We got tons of other great feedback via email, comments on our webpage, Twitter, and Facebook. We've been reading everything and keeping your ideas and our thoughts as we experiment with new things. So this week I'm going to share a couple of the things we've come up with. The first one's simple. It's called, tentatively, Overheard. Get it? And in it, we get creative people that we think are awesome to give us a preview of their upcoming work. So it could be a musician or an author or a comedian. Uh, this week, author and performance artist Jeannie Darst stopped by and read from her new book, Fiction Ruined My Family. Check it out. As for my mother, she didn't look homeless, but she was becoming less and less of a mother you could take out in public. She had a uniform, a black pencil skirt, gray cashmere cowl neck, long pearls, which always got hooked on one breast, black stockings, stylish black heels, high, lit cigarette, jangly charm bracelets of her mother's, and gold bangles and gold and platinum rings. She would no sooner wear silver than she would a candy necklace. This was the outfit she wore when she went out, except sometimes she lost part of her outfit. That summer, my sister Kate had a bunch of friends get married. By the fall, she needed to buy some wedding gifts, and she wanted to hit the boutiques along Bleecker Street. She called Mom, and they decided on lunch at Tartine and then some shopping. Mom was wearing her usual outfit. After lunch, they hit a slew of stores up and down Bleecker. Coming out of Pierre Deux, Mom shrieked, Ooh, where's my skirt? 
Kate looked down and mom was indeed missing her standard size one black pencil skirt that she had been wearing earlier in the day. The rest of her uniform was intact, poof of faux blonde souffle balanced on top of a gray cowl neck, long strand of pearls, black opaque stockings showcasing a pair of gams that would have made Ann Miller get a desk job, black undies underneath the black stockings, and three and a half inch Joan and David black pumps. Mom, Kate yelled, totally startled and baffled, where's your skirt? I don't know, Kate. It was here a minute ago. Oh, for God's sake. Mom lit a cigarette to calm herself and focus on the case of the missing skirt. Were you wearing it when we left the restaurant? Kate asked, panicked, looking through her bag for something to tie around Mom's torso. I must have been, don't you think? Mom asked, less concerned about her current state of undress than intrigued by the puzzle of it all, as if it were just another trick Will Shorts had up his sleeve for her. Two young women walked by Kate and Mom, locking eyes on Mom's stocking rear. Jesus, Mom, should we get a cab? Kate said. Are you out of your mind? That's a brand new Calvin Klein skirt. Kate began huffing loudly. Well, I don't, Jesus, Mom, I mean, Jesus. I went to the bathroom at Tartine, and I'm pretty damn sure I had it on when I came out. Mom parked her cigarette between her lips and began running her hands up and down her sides and under her sweater. She felt something in her sweater and pulled it downward, and out popped one black Calvin Klein skirt. Oh, for heaven's sake, Mom said, cackling with delight. Here it is, Kate. Kate cackled, too, as Mom pulled it over her hips and smoothed it down with her hand. I'd hate to think how many stores we were in since lunch, Mom laughed. Yeah, sort of thought of that. Let's go have a beer at the White Horse. That was Jeannie Darst reading from her new memoir, Fiction Ruined My Family. It comes out in October. And I have to say, I kind of like her mom's style. You know, I mean, how she took the skirt thing in stride, not the actual, you know, bunched up skirt thing. I don't think that would flatter me. Okay, next piece. Uh, So when we asked you for ideas, many of you suggested that we create a place to talk about stuff like fashion and television, video games, you know, facets of culture that we don't currently cover on the program. And we agree, that sounds like a great idea. There's so much amazing stuff happening in the world that would make for great conversation fodder. We should come up with a place where we can learn about it, at least learn about it enough so we can pretend we know about it if we find ourselves talking about it. So here's one of the ideas we had. It's time for Chattering Class. This is the part of the show where we speak to someone who knows a lot about something that we don't. So if the topic comes up at a party, we're able to hold our own in conversation. Our teacher this week is documentarian Gary Hustwit, whose new film Urbanized took him across the globe to study new developments in urban design. Gary, I think we have some clips from your movie here. What's going on these days? in urban design? Well, there's, I mean, so much going on. One thing that I saw a lot is sort of like this DIY uh, urbanism or kind of self-organized urbanism. Okay. You see it in in informal slums and things like that where the city is not going to come in and provide. But uh, you also see it a lot of times now in cities like uh, Detroit or New Orleans. One example that we show in the film is um, a public artist named Candy Chang in New Orleans. I put grids of stickers on neglected buildings around the city and a little Sharpie pen for people who are walking by to write what they wish was there. It's such a simple idea. These are like those uh, Hello My Name Is stickers affixed to abandoned buildings. So what kind of things are people saying they want? Well, there were a lot of things on there, like, I wish this was uh, full of nymphomaniacs with PhDs or something <laughs> like that. I mean, the, the wide range. But uh, no, people wanted grocery stores. They wanted green spaces. They wanted a pet store. 
that there's a, a real kind of resistance now to a top-down approach in, in, to city design. Okay, so DIY urbanism is one thing I can talk about. What else is going on? There's also a lot of kind of temporary interventions that you see around cities now, sort of this pop-up urbanism. Okay. Which would be um, like changing, you know, an area of the city for a, for a day or two into some different type of use. So uh, here in Los Angeles, I know they're doing the Ciclovia, which is uh, blocking off streets for to car traffic and just having bicycles and pedestrians. Um, that's actually an idea that started in Bogota uh, a little over 10 years ago. Enrique Peñalosa, who was the mayor of Bogota for from 1998 to 2001. He did a lot of really innovative programs back then. People seem to imagine that parking is a right, almost a fundamental right to be included in the United Nations Charter. In our constitution, there are many rights. The right to housing, the right to education, the right to health, but I don't find the right to park. He almost seems fake. I mean, is he as cool as you make him seem? You no, know, he's totally <laughs> genuine and totally, you know, committed. So many things that, that uh, Penulosa says are just really common sense when you think about it. Like the idea that a bus carrying 100 people has the right to 100 times more road space than a car carrying one. Well, of course, that sounds, you know, that, that sounds perfectly logical. Yeah. Um, but that's very, very rarely the case in terms of the, the way cities are laid out that public transportation gets that much space. It's also interesting to hear him toggle from, like, speaking about the constitutional rights of, of man and the, the UN Charter and then parking, and it seems like that's the sort of breadth of yeah, knowledge you'd yeah. like your leader to have. Yeah. He's actually running for mayor again and is the front runner, and the elections are this month. So we have DIY, we have pop-up, how can, else can we impress folks uh, talking um, about urban design? Another sort of uh, newer uh, trend is something called participatory design. That sounds potentially dangerous. Yeah. Um, in the film, we look at a social housing project in Santiago, Chile. Instead of building a, a whole really kind of cheap house, yeah. they basically built half a really good house which meant the structure is there and the kind of the foundation. And then they let the people that are, are uh, moving into these houses who were living in a slum modify the houses and complete them in a sense. This is interesting because one critique of government housing is that it's kind of a one-size-fits-all form of social engineering that, um, you know, dehumanizes people in a way. But this sounds like it addresses that concern. Yeah. Um, for instance, they couldn't afford to give the people a, both a bathtub and a water heater. So the choice was between the two. Mm -hmm. And when you ask people, like, what would you rather have, a bathtub or hot water? Normally, all of us, you know, say hot water. I think in America, we'd say both, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And in 100% of the cases, uh, when we ask this to families, they prefer the bathtub over the water heater. You have to understand that when they move in, they do not have money to pay the gas bill to heat the water. So knowing that in their priorities, bathtub is much higher than water heater, let's do the bathtub and allow them over time to buy the water heater. It turns social housing into an asset versus a, an expense. And if they really succeed at this, gentrifiers will come and participate in taking those homes off their hands. Yeah, uh, probably. <laughs> right? Well, Gary, thanks for the chattering class on urban design. Uh, now, next time we're at a party and see people with expensive glasses, we won't have to run away. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. You know, until I had that chat with Gary, I had no idea how on top of uh, design trends I was. You know, I, I have um, a DIY carpet 
made out of um, clothes that I've recently worn. It's on the floor of my bedroom. Uh, in the wheel well of my car, there's a pop-up collection of um, dirty travel mugs. Just I'm on the cutting edge of design trends. I look forward to more chattering classes or fake it to make it. If you have ideas for a name, you can send them to us. Uh, go to our website, dinnerpartydownload.com. And we're almost done here, folks. Uh, we only have a couple more things. But this one, I'm really going to need your help with. It's basically, well, it's a dinner party hotline. That's right. I think this was your idea. This is basically a place at DVD headquarters that you can call. Wow. How do you like that sound effect? You can call mid-party with observations, rants, or questions about your dinner party. You leave a message, and then we'll listen to them throughout the week. And then we'll string together the best bits to share the following week so we can kind of get an audio snapshot of what's going on out there. The number for the hotline, which uh, also happens to be the phone in my cubicle, is 213-621-3554. That's 213-621-3554. That's the dinner party hotline. Uh, Be sure to include your name and where you're from so I can pass on that info if the uh, FBI asks me to. That's the dinner party download for this week. Thanks to Jackson Musker, Robbie Carmen, Chris Clark, Peter Clowney, Ellen Gettler, and Judy McAlpin. Remember to head to our website, dinnerpartydownload.org, to tell us your thoughts on some of the segments we played for you today. Suggest others. Be nice. Hear that, Belinda? And now I leave you with One for the Road, a song to listen to on your way to or returning from this weekend's dinner party. The band is called The Step Kids, and the song is called Shadows on My Behalf. And although they sound like they're from back in the day, they're actually from present in the day. Bon appetit.
I'm Brendan Francis Noonan. <laughs> 